It is time to recap a week in Drake Sports. This is The Bark, and here are your hosts, Noah Manderfeld and J.D. Pellegrino. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week in Drake Sports. This is The Bark. I'm Noah Manderfeld, the sports director for the Drake Broadcasting System. And alongside me, as always, is J.D. Pellegrino, sports writer for the Times Delphic. J.D., this weekend, a roller coaster of emotions. We saw the best of Drake, and then we saw what happens still when you play your best, you can still lose. Yeah, but a roller coaster of emotions, I would I would definitely agree with that. A 21-point win over UNI, that was the second game, of course. Yeah. The 75-65 win over Illinois State. We'll get more into box score games, key players, and all that. But Illinois State game, not too much of a shock. But that UNI game, like, 21-point win, that is the best of Drake. At that point, you thought that Drake could almost go all the way. And then they faced Bradley, and then that happened. And, you know, it was another day, another game. They had the opportunity to sleep on it. And then, yeah, just a heartbreaker. But uh, that was great. And then the women's basketball team as well. We're going to get to that. The bracket is out for the women's uh, basketball tournament, the MVC tournament, that is. Um, but, yeah, man. Yeah. It's it's tough. It's, it's tough, tough that we're going to be without men's basketball now. It's tough we're going to be without men's basketball. But, hey, they went out with, it. We went out with a bang. Um, and we'll start off with the Illinois State game. Uh, so the Drake men's basketball team took on Illinois State in the uh, it was the quarterfinals um, of the tournament. And uh, this was actually a game that we sort of expected the Bulldogs to win. But still, Illinois State wasn't bad. We lost to them on the road, although they were a terrible road team just like us. But Drake able to defeat them 75-65 to in this game. They led for the majority of the game, I believe. Uh, they led... They said the league changed four times. I don't think there was very much time where they were trailing. But in this game, Liam Robbins, 18 points, five rebounds. He had a great tournament on the all-tournament team. Uh, and this was just the start of it. Anthony Murphy, 17 points. He stepped up. Jonah Jackson with 15. He had five three-pointers. And that's what happens when Jonah Jackson goes off. The Air Search had 17 points. And they uh, held Illinois State to just 39% from the floor. They held them also uh, to 12 of 32 from behind the arc. Drake itself shot 52% from the floor. That was encouraging after the UNI game, which they couldn't shoot. And then uh, the three from behind the arc, they shot 45%. So it was a good shooting game for the Bulldogs, a good game to start off the tournament, and it certainly kick-started some momentum, J.D. Yeah, that momentum, I was just going to say, that momentum perfectly carried into that next game beyond what Drake fans would even imagine. You just would have hoped that that momentum would have gotten carried just one more game, and then, you know, we'd be talking something completely different. Drake playing uh, likely would have been Valparaiso at that point. Yeah, but... They still were able to get to that second game versus you and I. And this was the game that we knew after what would have been a tough game versus Illinois State, and it wasn't an easy game by any means. Um, they were going to come into you and I, and you and I, after just smoking them at the NAP Center, Drake was going to put in a better fight, but it still wasn't going to be enough. You just had this feeling. You, they literally had 14 hours rest. However, they were a different animal in this game. I mean, they came out firing. They went up by, I believe, 12 at one point in the first half, the end of the first half. Uh, up by 20. I think they were up by 17 at one point in the first half. Uh, and they led by 10 at half. At halftime, you're thinking, all right, well, you and I, they still got A.J. Green. They got Austin Fife. They're still a Don't really good team. Don't call it a comeback. A lot Don't, of time to play. Yeah, a lot of time to play. Second half, that's exactly what happens. You and I gets off rolling. Um, they get it within two with, with about 11 minutes left, and you're thinking, oh, boy. I mean, you're playing with 14 hours rest. This team is tired. Uh, Drake is tired. You and I is fresh. You and I is the best team in the conference, hands down. They still are the best team in the conference, even after this game. 
And then, then Drake, Drake happened to him. Drake happened to him. Drake did so many things defensively. Um, Drake ended this game on, what, a 17-0 run, something like that? I mean, you and I was scoreless for nine minutes of this game uh, late. I mean, Drake did so many good things defensively, and Drake won 77-56. to Roman Penn had, like, 17 points in the second half. He had 26 total with eight rebounds, eight assists. Um Liam Robbins, 17 points, 9 rebounds, almost a double-double there. 12 points for Anthony Murphy, 7 rebounds. 10 points for Garrett Sturts. Drake smoked you and I. And we're going to talk about this game just a little bit. In that first game, one thing that we talked about, Drake did a, in that game at the Nap Center, Drake did play, played great defense, right? Yep. They held yep. you and I to just 30 points in the first half. You and I shot terribly from behind the arc until the second half when the game got out of hand. Drake just couldn't shoot. In the first game they played, Drake shot 50%. You and I, though? Also shot 52% about. Uh, and so you and I matched them. You and I ran late. Drake got went scores for the last five minutes. They lose on the road by uh, about 10, but it was within two late. This game, everything came together. Drake put out an outstanding defensive performance, holding one of the most potent offenses in the league to just 30% from the floor and 20% from behind the arc, and to just 56 points, while also shooting themselves against one of the stingiest defense in the conference, 50%, including 47% from behind the arc. This was the best performance, hands down, J.D., that we've seen from this team all season long. It was absolutely nuts, and I prepared a couple of numbers. I uh, prepared a couple of numbers here from the game. I knew that I would want to bring this up when we were recording. With 2 minutes and 28 seconds left in this game, Drake was on a 16-0 run. That's what it was. Spanning over 8 minutes and 22 seconds. Continuing on, they were on an 18-2 run over the previous 10 minutes and 27 seconds. That's almost the entire second half. You and I was zero of their last 12 field goals pretty much the whole half until the very end when they had to just throw up shots. They were one of their last 15 on field goals, and their scoring drought lasted 10 minutes and 8 seconds before finally they got a basket to fall for them, but it didn't matter. It was already too late. Just an an insane performance by Drake's offense, something that we were hoping for all season. The Drake defense was playing great. They were limiting A.J. Green. They were limiting you know Brown, Fife. They were making sure that their key players – didn't have opportunities to put the ball in the hole, and, man, it just paid off big time for them in that one. It paid off big time. And this is a game, too. If Drake were to come into the tournament and play you and I in the first round, full rest, both teams head-to-head, I mean, when when Drake came to the Nap Center, we weren't, you know, we were saying Drake has a chance at beating you and I in the Nap Center, right? But because they had just 14 hours rest, I was thinking, well, down the stretch, you and I is going to outlast them. You and I wears you down. I mean, Drake just blew him out of the water. And this is one of the biggest ups. This is the first time an eight seed has beaten a number one seed in the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. That 14 hours rest actually just proved to be better for us than it was for them. It was like a tune-up game versus Illinois State almost. I mean... You and I. uh, Well, the the Illinois State game 14 hours earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tuned them up for the U and I game. And, man, this was just fun to watch. uh, Because you're just waiting for you and I to come back. And you and I just could not come back. And... And unfortunate for you and I, if I were to be making a bracket, you and I is one of those teams I would have having a first-round upset. I mean, they're that good. They're that potent. In these next two years with A.J. Green and Austin Fife, they're going to be fun. Unfortunate that they're probably not going to make the tournament now because of this loss. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm okay with it because Drake it, pulled off a great upset. This is going to be something for Drake fans to to look at for at least for the next year. But that time that Drake beat you and I in the in the semifinals by 21, I i mean, I thought that you and I was going to go all the way and win this tournament. I thought you and I was hands but down going to go all this way to win the tournament. We got one more game to talk to in this tournament before uh, before the season's cut short. 
Yeah. Um, so versus Bradley, Dre came in playing two games in a row. They had time 24 hours this time. I mean, this game started at 2.30, so they had 24 hours to rest for it. Uh, and they played pretty well overall. I mean, their shooting did not hold off. Uh, that's for sure. They shot 48% in the first half. Didn't shoot from behind the arc very well. That was a struggle. Um, but overall, they still stayed uh, within nine points to Bradley. 44-35 was the score at half. Bradley just was shooting lights out. It felt to me like every bounce was going Bradley's way. And, and for Drake, the bounces just weren't going. Bradley shot 53% in the, in the first half. Um, didn't really shoot the three ball at all. They just really stayed down low um, to, I mean, they, they took those mid-range jump shots, floaters, and they really worked. But in the second half, Drake was able to get it within three. I believe it was 52-49 to 49 at one point. And then Bradley just went off after that, extended their lead. Uh, I believe they got it to 15 late, and by that point, this game was over. But Drake put in a valiant effort. Liam Robbins, 19 points, 12 rebounds for a double-double. Roman Penn, 17 points in this game, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 14 points for DJ Wilkins. Anthony Murphy in his final collegiate game was 1 rebound and 1 point short of a double-double. Um, Drake, was, Drake wasn't playing poorly in this game. Bradley just beat them. I was going to say, this was just one that just didn't it didn't mm-hmm. go Drake's way, and I think one of the one of the factors in that was, uh, I just think that that's partially the shooting percentage. Earlier in the tournament against Illinois State and against UNI, Drake was just a lot better on offense. And given this wasn't a terrible game no, by it any wasn't. means. I mean, they scored 66 points. They scored 66 points, but you're trying to punch your ticket into the tournament. Yeah. You need to make more baskets than this. I mean, you know, like you said, Liam Robbins going 50%. He puts up 18 shots. Only knocks down half of them. Roman Penn, 60%, 6 of 10. TJ Wilkins, 4 for 9. Anthony Murphy, 1 for 5. Jonah Jackson, 0 for 4. It's just tough. And we get a couple more of those shots to fall, and then we win the game. We're facing Valparaiso in the championship. And I just felt bad for Liam Robbins. I mean, he had to play three games in a row. He played 35 minutes versus Bradley because he had to. I mean, Koch Bar down was mm-hmm. dominating. 32 point minutes versus Illinois State, 27 versus UNI because Drake went with the all-guard lineup. I mean, he was just exhausted at the end of this. And it, that's what's so tough about not getting out of that Thursday game. You're at such a disadvantage. And Drake could have beaten anybody in this tournament. I mean, they proved it. They beat UNI. Um, but when you play four games in a row, and, and my good friend Nils Armitage, who uh, does the color um, four games on the dog, uh, for our basketball games, what he said was, even if Drake plays their best, they can still lose. That's the frustrating thing. And you got four games. The Missouri Valley. I mean, we saw it. Valparaiso was a seven seed. They made the the championship versus Bradley, and it it wasn't fun. But anything can happen anything, in Arch Madness. In Arch Madness, and it sure did. Uh, all three seeds were out by the semifinals. That was incredible. None of the top three seeds won a game. Um, but Drake. At the end of the season, they finished the season now with their second straight 20-win season for sure, um, for now at least, until postseason play potentially. Um, That's the first time since the 70s they've done that. Impressive, and they might have a CBI tournament in there. But um, overall, good season for them, J.D. Uh, We're not going to do J.D.'s keys to success today because, unfortunately, you know, season's over, not really any keys to success. Unless there's a postseason tournament, then we'll talk about some success in that tournament. They could play in the CBI for the third year in a row, potentially. Um, but I'm going to go into Noah's numbers real quick, and this is just something that we've been following all year long. Liam Robbins has now 99 blocks. If Hopefully there's a postseason game. I wanna, he's got to hit that He's got to get that 100th block. But 99 blocks. Another guy, Jonah Jackson, 
He took a couple two-point sh- uh, two shots in the tournament but didn't hit them, which means he will, if they don't play another game, will finish the season not making a single two-point shot but hitting 66 three-pointers. Such a weird thing. Third guy in the MVC to do it since, like, the 1990s. Uh, and Jonah Jackson was asked about it, and apparently they designed to play for him versus you and I. Just to get that basket. The shot just didn't fall. Because he, he took it wasn't two meant to be. And then, the, and then I, I saw versus Bradley. He just his foot was on the line. That's that was his two pointer. Like it wasn't even an attempt. To, like, he knows every time he picks up the ball and he's dribbling, he's like, I can't. This cannot I, be the this one. Can't be the one. And he just pulls it a little right, little left, puts a little too much. And, out. and I don't want to say this, but every time he took a two point shot, I was like, Ah, don't make it because I want. I just want this this the stat. But uh, great season, Liam Robbins. He finishes this with all tournament team honors. Surprise, Roman Penn didn't because Roman Penn had. Uh, I guess it was only the last two games. We had 43 points in the last two games combined, so that was really impressive. But that's it for Drake men's basketball. Let's get over to Drake women's basketball, who uh, had a disappointing loss to end the season. And this was a tough weekend for the women's basketball program. Not the way that you want to end your season. 91-78 to loss against the in-state rival UNI on the road in Cedar Falls. Now, there is, there is good to take out of this game. There is good. There, there is some bad. Um, heading into the tournament where you are going to be maybe slightly favored uh, to repeat as a tournament winner and get into the tournament, there's more competition this year. The bracket is out. We're going to review this game, and we're yeah. going to talk about what are the key things to look forward to. What does Drake have to do to win this tournament and get their way into the ticket or into the tournament? If they don't win this tournament, Noah, can they? Do you think they can't get in? Can they? There is a potential. Um, big mm. thing for them. They beat Iowa State, and Iowa State just knocked off Baylor, the number two team in the nation. Yep. Um, so that helps them. South Dakota State's gone down a little bit, so they have a little bit of a resume. If but, they come but, in, they're going to come in at the very but the, bottom. But the fact that they'll probably have lost to Missouri State three times, maybe Bradley a couple times, it's it's not going to look good. So it's going to be very tough to get in that large bid. And this and this last loss, it it didn't help us either. So to begin the game, Drake. Goes down in the first quarter, 21 to 18. Again in the second quarter, 23 to 17. It was hard to really edge out you and I in that one. And again, coming out of half in the third, 18 to 14. And then finally wrapping it up in the fourth, they needed just a couple more baskets to really climb, beat you and I. And they came short, 29 to 29 in the fourth quarter, the most productive quarter for Drake in this game. Becca Hittner, she did her thing. She's been on fire lately, as we've talked about the past couple weeks. And this one, I think this is this is a good performance for Becca. Um, she could have knocked down another shot, but relative to how she's been playing uh, this season, this was a great game. She put up 18 shots. She knocked down 11 of them. She was 3-for-6 from the three-point line, shot 4-for-5 from the free-throw line. little disappointing. You would have hoped that she would have knocked all those down. She grabbed seven boards. She had two assists. She also had two turnovers. Sarah Ryan, just that next person. You know, Becca Hittner and Sarah Ryan trade off. Who Who's the most mm-hmm. dominant player? Sarah Ryan, she did miss more of her shots than we are used to. She went 6-for-12 in a 19-game, 19 19-point 19 game performance, 15 rebounds in her double-double, 15 rebounds. I mean, she was a monster. She had, she had almost half the team's rebounds. Um, and then she went 5-for-5 five five from the free throw line. She knocked down two three-pointers. Mm-hmm. She's been attempting three-pointers for the uh, last couple games of the season and has not been able to get one to go. This game was a little bit different. Maddie Monahan, we have seen her emerge as that third player, the one who can really, really give productivity, take some of the heat off of Becca Hittner and Sarah Ryan. She had 17 points, one rebound, uh, four assists. She went 8-for-10 from the free throw line. She had a lot of uh, free points there. Yeah. And 
this was, I mean, th- this was just a tough game by the very end. The second half performance was not great offensively. Drake shot 27.78%, just over 27%. And it, it was tough near the end. Yeah, it was it was tough. Uh, that second and third quarter really hurt them, shooting right around those thirty percent. Thirty percent. But you and I, I mean, they've they've struggled a little bit, but they're always a good team. I mean, ten and eight in conferences is no, is nothing to, you know. And, and the Missouri Valley Conference is a lot better this year. Um, so going on the road, it's never it's not automatic win like it used to be. Um, but it's still disappointing to see them give up 90 points against this UNI team. UNI was shooting lights out, but also we just I mean it was a fast game, um, fast break points. UNI had 14, we had 17, we had 20 turnovers, but we're, we usually have 20 turnovers. Well, you know we've been criticizing turnovers for so long, but we're so used to having 20 turnovers. It's kind of weird. We didn't pass the ball around very much. I mean nine assists is nothing for our team, so that's mm-hmm. that's a concern. Um, to have just Becca Hittner and Sarah Ryan score along with Maddie Monahan, that's not going to be fun. But it's the end of the season. We're still the number two seed. Uh, we're in a good spot. Um, just would have liked to end it on a win against our rival. Something that just makes me a little bit nervous. So, okay, real quick, we'll go into what does the tournament bracket look like, yeah. and then uh, we're going to get into uh, some of my some of my fears. Yeah, JD's uh, fears. JD's fears to success. I'm just kidding. Fears to okay. success. So here's what's going to happen. Game one. Thursday, March 12th, the number eight seeded Loyola is going to face off against the number nine Indiana State. Um, this is on the opposite side of the bracket. On our side of the bracket, Thursday, March 12th, number seven, Southern Illinois versus 10, Evansville. Drake, the number two seed, Drake, the number two seed, on Friday, March 13th, is going to face the winner of Southern Illinois versus Evansville. Drake has beat both of those teams twice this season, so sweeps both ways. I'm not too worried about that. Drake, if they win, will face the winner of number three, Bradley, versus number six, Valparaiso. I also like this matchup for Drake as well. I think that we ended up on the right side of this tournament bracket. So on the other side, you've got Loyola, Indiana State. You've got Missouri State. They're the number one seed. That's going to be That would be tough for us. You've got Illinois State, the number four seed. They're, we've had a couple close games with them uh, that are a little too close for comfort that make me a little nervous. And then we've got UNI, who's on a two-game win streak and just beat us. So I really do like the side of the tournament that I, we're I, on. I will say this. I'm a little scared of Bradley. But that's really the only team I'm scared of personally on the side of the bracket. And you know, you can't you can't beat you can't, everyone. Can't as good as good as Drake is, and as much as we have beaten everybody, yeah. This year's a little bit different. Um, I would rather take I would rather take Bradley than I would um, obviously Missouri State, maybe even a UNI. It's gonna be completely different, as we just saw in this men's MVC tournament. It's gonna be completely different when you play once a day, you have you're coming off a very uh, very little rest. Who knows what's going to happen? You just hope that Drake is going to end up uh, in that championship game winning that whole thing. I will say this. We talked about earlier, will Drake get an at-large bid? Now, in their bracketology, Drake has always consistently underperformed their projections by like three or four seeds. But right now, they're projected to get an eight seed in the tournament as an at-large bid, not even an automatic bid. So, by Charlie Cream's bracketology and ESPN.com, at-large bid is not out of the question. Um, we've got to get a good showing here at this tournament, obviously. We want to win it where we want revenge last year. But this is going to be a lot tougher. I mean, it used to be, number one, it used to be the road was easy. Then it became last you know, last year, the road there was easy, but the championship was yep. hard. And now the road there is going to be even hard because, yeah, that first round game hopefully won't go very tough, but Bradley's going to be tough if they advance. And then we've got Missouri State. So 
it's going to be tough, but a good showing and hopefully some good games will give us a good opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament. If you're a Drake fan, you are going to root with everything you have in you for that number six Valparaiso to beat the number three Bradley. <laughs> um, Drake hasn't really had any hiccups with Valparaiso um, so far this season, but facing Bradley, you're right. That is a little nerve-wracking. But anything can happen in this tournament. I believe that it takes place in Moline, Illinois, as yep. it has the last several years. Um, yeah, I mean, Beck Hittner is going to be huge in this tournament. Sarah Ryan is going to be huge. Maddie Monahan is going to be one of those sleepers. She is going to be great. She has to be great if Drake's going to win. And then other than those three, like, who do we need to step up? We need Kara Collier to step up step for up. sure. Brenny Rose, it would be great to see as a, a 10 points. She always plays as aggressive as she can. But, yeah, this is the last hurrah on a senior-led team. Yeah, for Give sure. Give it your all. Do Give what it you your can. All. Uh, it to this tournament. I'll talk about Becca in a bit. But first, let's get to your, what is it, fears to success, you called it? Oh, um, no, I think I, already, I think I already sprinkled that in. Oh, okay. Well, JD's, JD's keys to success is going to be you need to get – you need to get another player involved. Becca Hittner and Sarah Ryan, if one of them is off, well, we don't even have a chance. Both of them have been on on offense lately, whether it's on the offensive glass, putting up points, the defensive glass, playing with aggression. Sarah Ryan and Becca Hittner have been the cornerstones of this team. Maddie Monahan has been great as of recent, putting up, uh, I believe, double-figure games in each of the last three, four, five games maybe even. We need that fourth player. Who is it going to be? Kara Collier, Brenny Rose, Monica Burrich, we, she's seen her fair share of great games lately. She played 11 minutes in this game against you and I, and she only had two points, three fouls. We need that fourth player. If it's Kira Collier stepping up, I think that that puts Drake in the best position to win. Hopefully, hopefully. There is one player that is stepping up in my Noah's number segment, Becca Hittner. And four of her last five games, she's got 20 points, at least 20 points. She's averaging 22.5 points a game the last five games. She's got two double-doubles in that stretch. She's also 13 of 26 from behind the arc in those games. She is on point down the stretch of her collegiate career, and it's good to see her uh, hot down the stretch when we need her. She always heats up this late in the season. She this has does. happened the last couple years. Um, she had a little bit of a slow start to the season, but she's right where we want her right now. If she can click offensively, pretty similar to like what she did in this UNI game, but we get better production out of uh, out of Kira Collier, Maddie Monahan, and Sarah Ryan, I think mm-hmm. it changes the game. Changes the game. Uh, so, JD, Missouri Valley Conference tournament. Let's do it. Hopefully, good luck to the to the women's team. Good luck to the women's basketball team. We will hope to see them in that March Madness tournament after they capture a championship win in the Missouri Valley Conference. Let's move over into softball, where softball continued their losing ways. Softball played at the Rock Chalk Challenge, and they started off with a win. They ended their losing streak. Their losing streak was six games and they won six to one on the first one and Nicole Timmons pitched this game seven innings one run allowed three walks five strikeouts and they won six to one I mean Macy Johnson had an RBI uh, Christine Arias had three RBIs De- Delaney Taylor had one an RBI um, and even the, it was a home run from Christine Arias so that was that was big for her uh, she had a three-run home run and Drake won six to one over Kansas City 
The rest of it, though, wasn't pretty. They lost mercy rule to Kansas 12-2. to uh, Mackenzie Hupke pitched that game. She gave up six earned runs in three and two-thirds innings. The team as a whole didn't do very well as Abby Bewey just gave up one run. or She had one RBI and one hit, but otherwise just two hits overall as a team. And then they played Kansas again, losing 14-8 to this time. Their offense got better. Their pitching not very well, though. Not very much. It was Allie Timmons pitch. She gave up six runs on three innings, uh, six hits. Mackenzie Hupke came in, five runs, two and two-thirds innings. And then Nicole Timmons came in, two runs in a third of an inning. The offense did well, though. Manny Remick had two RBIs on a hit. Uh, Macy Johnson, an RBI. Christine Arias, two RBIs. Abby Buey, two RBIs. Hannah Powell's got an RBI playing at third base. But the pitching, the pitching just continues to struggle. They then took on Wichita State, former Missouri Valley Conference foe, and they lost this game 7-3. But this time, they were leading heading into the seventh inning, but they gave up five runs in the seventh inning. Nicole Timmons pitched this game. She pitched beautifully the entire game and then gave up five runs in the seventh inning. She gave up seven earned runs overall, nine strikeouts, 11 hits, and it was the top of the seventh inning. Uh, and I believe they were close to even getting the final out. Uh, as no, they had a double play late after Wichita State already took the lead, but up by one, couldn't close it out. Drake loses yet again, and then you guessed it, the last game they lose eight to seven to Kansas City. This time they also led heading into the seventh inning, and they blew it late. Uh, this game, Mackenzie Hupke started. She gave up six earned runs in seven innings. They kept her in the entire time, and late it just. It came down to uh, Wichita State scoring a couple runs. Uh, I mean, it started off, they got a walk in the seventh inning, double down the line, then another walk, bases loaded with nobody out, and then a two-RBI single. Luckily, she was able to strike out three batters and get out of it with no more damage, but Drake couldn't score in that last inning. The pitching has just been struggling, and I found the stat, actually. ERA from pitchers not named Nicole Timmons this year. ERA from a team as a whole is about a 5 ERA. From pitchers not named Nicole Timmons, it's a 7-4-6 ERA. That's 7 earned runs per 7 innings. Uh, that's not very good. And even Nicole Timmons had her struggles throughout this tournament. There's not that stop, that, that pitcher who can just come in there and end a losing streak. And, and the softball team's really struggling without that big pitcher, uh, J.D. Yeah, this is definitely not the start to the season that the softball team wanted or that or that the fans would want to see for that matter. 8 and 16 overall on a four-game losing streak, one and away on the road and then still under 507 and 8 in uh neutral games. Luckily for this Bulldog softball team, they pile up great opponents. They make sure that they enter tournaments with good teams to begin the season. So, things are only going to get better for this team. But the main question is, with this lack of pitching, maybe experience. I mean, we ha- we do have Nicole mm-hmm. Timmons, yeah. But the lack of leadership and you know losing losing Nicole Newman last year, it was huge. But how is it that this team is going to, f- or how is this team going to fare in in the Valley? Yeah, that, that's always the question because we see them struggle a little bit non-conference, not this much, but and then they come to the Valley, they're reigning champions two years in a row, and we see them have success. Hopefully, they can have success in the Valley with that offense, but. You never know, and they'll take they'll start Valley play now. Uh, that's this Saturday. They'll play Indiana State uh, for two games, and then one game on Sunday, all versus Indiana State in Terrett Hout, Indiana. So, unfortunately, the men's basketball team is done, but the women's team hopefully can make an NCAA tournament appearance, and it starts this weekend in Moline. Good luck to the women's team out there, and then good luck to the softball team as they start Missouri Valley Conference play. And as always, have a good weekend, Drake Sports, folks. <laughs>